Hello and welcome to the Patriotic Communist. This is the podcast where uh, I advocate for a socialist revolution in the United States of America. And I go over current events and I make the case for socialism. This week, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about some of the uh, consequences of uh, having the inefficient capitalist system try to handle a global pandemic. And there's going to be plenty of those to come in the future. And I am also going to talk about the, the government and the mainstream media that is pushing for uh, a deadly premature reopening of the economy, as well as this idea that China is to blame, which is very, very, very troubling. And just the COVID-19 situation in general, I'm going to be doing a recap on that. So for the first part of my podcast, I'm going to give a a quick update on some of the consequences of the COVID-19 pandemic and how capitalism is still nonstop exacerbating the crisis due to its violent, inefficient, and dysfunctional nature. So remember that uh, massive $2 trillion stimulus bill that gave minimal crumbs to the people while enabling essentially a corporate coup through the means of creating a $6 trillion slush fund, which enables the giant corporations to buy up tons of bankrupt assets and own a much larger proportion of our economy, which results in the oligarchy becoming more secure. In more simple terms, the corporations and the government teamed up to greatly further establish the stranglehold of ownership and power the elite class of our country already have over the everyday person. And keep in mind, almost every single person in Congress is responsible for this. And yes, that sadly is including Bernie Sanders and the Justice Democrats. Now, I'm shocked to say that even at this late date in April, they have done nothing more to relieve the everyday worker. This, it's, April's almost done. The next payment of rent is coming and they still don't have their shit together. They still don't realize or, or don't give a fuck about how desperate the average American is and is going to exponentially get. They even pass another half a trillion dollar stimulus bill, but it is again ridiculous how much it is lacking and how it was voted on as well. First of all, they've been on vacation for a fucking while now and no one demanded a vote. The Senate passed a voice vote instead, which means there is no recorded official history of how the individual senators voted. But also, it didn't have a UBI or Medicare for all or a mortgage freeze. Not even hazard pay for the frontline responders to this crisis or some plan for uh, personal uh, protective equipment for the frontline workers or money sent to the states and cities even that are uh, all falling into debt right now. In this bill, is more of the same old, same old. This new bill does nothing at all for the people that actually need it the most. At the same time that there are massive lines of people waiting for a bag of food all over the wealthiest nation to ever exist on this planet, the people who are supposed to represent us are ignoring our pain. If they don't do something soon, this will be the absolute end of the political system from which they benefit so much. It's ironic. People that live for death die by their own hand. And this is fucking disgusting. And fuck everyone in Congress, and I mean everyone. I fucking mean it. If one person tries to explain to me that Bernie Sanders is still some leftist hero, I don't want to fucking hear it. No one in Congress is grasping the pain this country is in. We are on the fucking 
brink of collapse and they are ignoring it. This is all a disaster beyond what even I thought our system was capable of. We have had week after week of millions of Americans filing for unemployment. Less than half of Los Angeles County residents still have jobs. That's right. More than 50% unemployment right now in Los Angeles County. This is unheard of. We are facing a larger economic disaster than the Great Depression even was, and still they do nothing? So much for taking over the Democratic Party. With these uncorrupted politicians, like the Justice Democrats. Because even if they aren't taking big corporate money, right now, <laughs> they can't even say a mean word about their leadership while the entire fucking nation is falling apart? They can't even request a fucking recorded vote? Why are they acting like they're bought by the corporations? They are worthless. And I'm never voting for a Democrat again. Period. End of story. If you're a Republican or a Democrat, then you lost all credibility from me. Sorry, that's just how it is now. Now, also, apparently, the oil industry has totally collapsed. They overproduced so much during a period of massive decline in oil demand that the value of oil went into the negative values. What that means is that now oil producers are paying companies to take their oil. I'm not making that up. And apparently, especially in the United States, we have too much oil for how much storage we have. And no other countries want to buy oil right now. So negative oil prices are unheard of as well. There's a lot of unheard of these days. And all of this is just another sign that we are in the midst of the collapse of capitalism. What will really determine our future is how we respond to this collapse. Now time for the main piece of current events for today. Although it's still related to the coronavirus, the main piece of current events is that the US mainstream media and government are right now pushing for a deadly premature reopening of the economy, while at the same time blaming China uh, for the entire virus in some cases, and it's, it's just a lot of disturbing shit. So in a previous episode of the podcast, I mentioned that the corporate class of our planet is in a challenging position right now, economically due to the COVID-19 lockdown measures crushing the capitalist economy. The capitalists are caught between protecting public health and protecting their bottom line. And it is important to keep in mind that the lockdown measures are saving a lot of lives by slowing down the spread of the virus, which in effect slows down the flow of patients in our hospitals, which in effect reduces the overburdening of our healthcare system. It's what everyone's been calling flattening the curve. So it is just the choice between saving human lives and profit. And as always, in this hellscape of an economy, uh, profit prevails. The IHME has released findings this week suggesting that as many as 30 states may be in a position to undo social distancing measures by May 20th. And the scientific community, all of it, uh, and press, has completely discredited this analysis and finding, yet they are nowhere to be seen in U.S. media. Through the mainstream media in the United States, there seems to be a unanimous agreement to start the economy back up and push for a return to work, and they're framing it as the only way to stop the economy from completely imploding. They make it seem like the only two options are to open the economy right way, or wait a little bit, and then open the economy all the way. And this is a false dichotomy that's being pushed by the mainstream media, like all of it.
Making serious moves towards supporting the people who can't work during a pandemic is easily possible. And yes, that would prevent the destruction of the economy for the average worker, or at the very least, it would dramatically decrease it, and it would also save many lives when compared to sending people back to work right now. Just think about it. They're saying that the only way for the economy to still survive is to have people risk their lives by going back to work. Uh, so when they spend $2 trillion on giant corporations and it disproportionately makes them a bunch of people really rich, why couldn't they just take those $2 trillion and put it into everybody's bank account? That's money that the bank gets to use. So the money goes in bank and the money's actually given to the American people. And that's the economy, is the, is the people. The way they talk about economics is pretty much all lies on mainstream media. It really is. The idea that we need to bail out giant corporations in order to keep our economy afloat? Nonsense. That's nonsense. But, of course, they are refusing to do anything in regard to helping the average American in a significant way. They would rather sacrifice the blood of workers and reopen the economy prematurely, since it's good for their bottom line. It's good for the bottom line of the corporations, and therefore, it's also good for big money donors to politicians at large, as well as basically all mainstream media companies. Those are either owned or are big corporations. They literally just printed $6 trillion for the corporations, pretty much. So the money's there, and these lies are getting more and more obvious by the week. The problem is that they're too greedy to compensate the country for the good of public safety. And there will be a larger body count from this crisis if they get their way. And they fucking know this. And this reopening of the economy is supported by both of the presidential candidates, Biden and Trump, would both rather see innocent people die rather than have corporate America suffer more losses. They're going to do everything they can to make it seem like we have no choice but to do this. And they will also pretend like the average American wants the lockdown to end right now, which is not true. Polling shows a large majority of Americans want to keep the lockdown, but also many of them are desperate for resources. Thousands are standing in food lines. Millions and millions unemployed. Massive amounts of pain out there. But the answer isn't forcing them back to work. The answer is giving them resources and keeping the lockdown. It isn't that fucking complicated. The wealthiest country on the planet. In almost every major city, the food banks are becoming overburdened. People are literally fucking starving. And they pass a stimulus bill 3.5 that doesn't do shit? I can't get over that. I can't get over that. Try to defend Bernie Sanders for not calling that out. Try to defend Bernie Sanders for not calling for a real vote instead of a voice vote. Any senator could have done that. Try to defend Bernie Sanders for that while people are starving in our country. The perfect example of this media bullshit narrative happened this last Monday when the news was reporting on the protests against the shutdown. Notice how all the mainstream media outlets are totally fine covering right-wing protests that just happen to be supporting the same thing the corporations are. But a majority of the country isn't supporting it. 
And also notice that they aren't covering the mass strikes or walkouts or car protests against elected officials that have happened by the left. They aren't covering the Amazon strikes. They aren't covering the McDonald's strikes. They aren't covering the Whole Foods strikes. They're covering people protesting basic public safety practices instead. They're always open to right-wing ideas, even when they're massively unpopular and even damaging, but often not open to covering even moderately socialist or social democratic ideas. They act fucking allergic to them. This is because by definition, the left threatens the status quo. The left is about changing and progressing the economy, the political system, and society as a whole, including all of the power structures involved, while the right is about conserving the current society and power structures within it. So if you look at it that way, it is easy to see why the power structures favor the right wing. This is the reason the United States is so right-wing compared to other Western countries. Leftist ideas are always left out, and propaganda in the United States is very effective. So it makes complete logical sense. The right-wingers are not suppressed to the same extent, even if they feel like they are on college campuses or whatever. When you actually challenge power and the current political and economic structures, then they see you as a direct threat to their power, and they will crush you. Just to name a few examples, Eugene Debs, Chelsea Manning, Julian Assange, the Black Panthers, and I'm sure there are countless other examples in all of human history. The push to start up the United States economy again is strikingly opposing to the value of humanity. If the economy is opened again too soon, we will see a lot more people die than needed. We had months to prepare and we did nothing at all. But gradually, we've seen a disturbing narrative emerge from the mainstream media in the United States where we are basically trying to pin this whole thing on China, which is beyond disgusting. And this anti-Chinese narrative is being adopted by everyone who represents corporate interests. And what it is doing is redirecting anger towards the Chinese. They're claiming to have evidence of China purposely misleading the entire planet when it came to the general information about the virus, as well as the death toll in China from the virus. But this narrative has literally zero legit evidence from any trusted sources. I want the people of China to know that I stand in solidarity with you, as do many like-minded individuals in the United States. This is a global pandemic. China has no interest in promoting a fucking global pandemic. Like, things are getting crazy. It's depressing that I have to say this, but blaming this on China without any actual evidence is despicable. It is ignorant, and it is a narrative that has the potential of provoking hateful violence. But even perhaps worse than that, uh, not to underplay racially motivated violence, obviously, but what the situation looks like to me is a setup into another Cold War type of situation, except this time against China, because there is McCarthyism level misinformation out there against China right now. And uh, if I were to make a guess, I would say China is going to overtake the United States as the largest economic power. It really is just a matter of time, and it really feels like our government is trying to manufacture the consent for real deal global conflict. I mean, they're viciously pinning American blood on the Communist Party in China? This is a dangerous game, and unfortunately, like so many other times, the United States is acting like the aggressor. And this is depressing because the mainstream media is so unanimous on this propaganda that there is also independent progressive news that are casually repeating these discriminatory falsehoods about the actions of the Chinese government. 
This is not China's fault, guys. In fact, China went after this virus tremendously aggressively, which is exactly what the U.S. media was reporting during January, for the record. They were calling the Chinese response to the virus while it was happening as very extreme and draconian. But after it worked and the United States started getting crushed by the virus after they themselves actually underplayed the threat, it just switched into a different narrative that China underplayed the threat and did not do enough? I mean, come on, we're not that stupid. I really hope not too many Americans are falling into this like widespread narrative that's around U.S. media right now. These are conspiracy theories that are being shoved down our throat by the mainstream media. Like, I'm not exaggerating. They're just making shit up. China was not withholding information. And they actually provided us with proven method of eliminating the spread of this virus. But we fucking ignored it. And now we are blaming them for the havoc that this pandemic is causing in our country? It really is a clusterfuck of absurdity. In capitalism, everything that can be exploited is exploited. And in this tragic instance, it seems like the U.S. empire fueled by war and imperialism is exploiting this crisis in order to advance its agenda. You can see this in Venezuela and Iran, where the United States refuses to relieve sanctions at all, even during a time of global crisis. The concept of humanity does not even cross their minds when making decisions about how they use their power. And I'm sure this is the case elsewhere too, in other countries that are victims of United States imperialism. Less than a week ago, Donald Trump tweeted that the Navy should shoot down any Iranian ships that act aggressively with American ships, even though we are in the fucking Persian Gulf. It's on the coast of Iran, for the record, in case you didn't know. So why the fuck do we have military Navy ships in the Persian Gulf playing war games with Iran in the middle of a fucking pandemic? They refuse to even reduce the intensity of economic war our government has been waging against Iran and Venezuela. This economic warfare costs lives. Iran does not have much of the medicine that they need, and the lack of resources that Iran and Venezuela have will no doubt make their death toll higher in this pandemic. Like, you would think a pandemic would make our military pause or at least reduce their aggress aggressive war efforts. But no. In fact, They've done the opposite and ramped them up. And honestly, I was being naive for thinking that maybe they would reduce them. Because why would they? Everyone's weak. Uh, we are in such a bad place as a country right now. But on a positive note, I have a lot of faith in the American people. We are strong and res resilient and full of a hell of a lot of heart. We will get through this and the United States can prevail. And don't get me wrong, I hope the workers all over the world get through this and prevail. Solidarity is key, and we need each other more than ever right now. Don't let these oligarchs make us fight each other. Your colleagues are not your enemy. The oligarchs are. The White House is. The intelligence agencies are. The Senate is. The House is. The propagandists are. These are the real enemies. Not the immigrants. Legal or illegal. Not the socialists. Not the fellow worker, not Russia, or China, or Iran. The problem is not Democrats or Republicans. It is both parties. It is the whole system that is broken. The two-party facade of our political system is just theater. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Patriotic Communist. All of the music you heard in this podcast was produced and performed by me, Max Rice. And if you would like to check it out, just search Max Rice 
on any streaming platform. That's M-A-X-R-I-C-E. Yes, like the food rice. This is Max Rice signing off. We're all distracted by media. The misdirection of attention benefits big powers. I mentioned y'all try to lessen questions and attentions. Money equals power. We gotta kill this connection. These force fed concepts make no sense. How y'all hating immigrants and we control by the one percent. Zombified by screens. Dehumanization comes easily. All here are American supremacists. But this line of thought is a normality. Full of fallacies while we stay combative overseas. Lots of more laws. As far as I can see, you know what case because. Of the mass distractions We're expected to not question How the government uses our taxes Unless it's helping people Then they rap like that's all to see Though we need to free the people We need a fucking hero We need some MLK, FDR style of change We're full of pain and ignorant But won't live in fear Though we need some yellow vest Bulletproof vests and bold claims We need that fire in our hearts That can't be tamed We need to reject and correct Our collective violent actions But it won't happen Fuck we're all distracted.